Girlies, welcome to the second episode of Crisis Joint, the podcast where we ring the alarm about cultural emergencies, whether it's a flop album, an insane headline, a forgotten classic, or uh, even a problematic fave. We're going to revive it and make sure it gets the medical assistance it so desperately needs. As always, I'm Drew Haskins, and I am the only twink who can save a culture in crisis. I have two fabulous guests today. First, we have Sam Zarebwa, the co-host of the astrology podcast, Results Not Guaranteed, and very online legend slash queen slash icon, Autumn Carter. Hi, all. Hi. Hello. So happy to be here. Oh my God. It is a true dream to have you both on. I mean, it's, we have so much to get into today. Um <laughs> oh. We are recording this during the thick of Aries season, and mm-hmm. I have a question for both of you. Yes. Yeah. Why is everyone acting up so much? Because it's Aries season, bitch. Yeah. So it's what literally that... act up season. So what does that mean? Because I'm seeing so much confrontation, whole. Yep. I mean, it's just it's so everyone is mad and horny right now. Yeah. Any fire sign season will come with a side of horny and confrontation. <laughs> you can count on it. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but I feel like this one is especially fiery. I don't know whether it's yeah. just yeah. like everyone was I so think Lil subdued. Nas X did that, honestly. Oh, mm-hmm. Lil yeah. Nas X, he he put horny and confrontation together yeah. with this video and, and song that he released. Mm-hmm. So he's really, he planned this out for mm-hmm. Aries season as an Aries himself. So I think that he really just ignited by literally traveling to hell down mm-hmm. the hole, mm-hmm. what we're seeing before us today. Mm-hmm. It is so funny to me how scared people still are of the devil in 2021. <laughs> like it feels like quaint right oh i just don't it, but like it's fine if it's like a witch's movie they're just like just don't do it if you're gay i don't know what it, i don't know what the rules are it's like this intense fear of someone owning something that they've decided is like banishable and so worth shame and then being like i'm not ashamed in fact i'm having so much fun that they're like i can't wrap my head around this and it's yeah. just like melts them it's so enjoyable it's very true uh, 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> well what did you guys think about the devil sh- or the satan shoes with the blood in the soles i don't know about this so, um go ahead yeah explain it yeah i mean i don't i have a pretty loose understanding of it i guess but i guess he's selling these shoes that are not they look like nikes but they're not actually nikes that have clear <laughs> those clear gel like running shoe air force soles that uh-huh. have i don't know if it's a drop or like more than a drop of actual human blood in them Stop. i didn't know the human blood part i know that he's already been sued by nike yeah he that. had to halt production for copyright infringement or something which will get yeah. you yeah, yeah. I don't know why he thought that would work. Honestly, they, he's young. He doesn't he's understand. I think a little, but like, who on his team was like, "Yeah, just go for it, dude. Just announce the shoes, sell he's them." He's still so young that his team is still like probably his friends. You know. know. Yeah, I bet either way, it's good promo. I mean, he's yeah. getting so right. much press, and the song hit number one today. Wow! Yes, I, I love to see a young black gay winning. No, yes, I think I, he's the only exciting male pop star we have right now. Yeah, yeah. that's because absolutely. who who else is there? Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Like, you know, there are some people who would say Harry Styles, but I am not those people. He's, yeah. Lil Nas X is doing what people think Harry Styles is exactly. doing. And so every time he shows up, it's like, Harry, like, you wore a dress. Yes. Yeah. We've been doing that. We've been doing that. Yeah. He's just who else is getting dicked down by the devil? Exactly. Well, that's the, the main difference is that Lil Nas X is actually queer. Like, I mean, as far as we know, Harry is just putting on a feather boa and calling it subversive mm-hmm. yeah i would agree with that analysis so yeah no definitely Lil nas x is the one the he's one. the one right now but but i want to bring us back to the origin of um this discussion 
your question about why people are so confrontational and stuff right now is because Aries season is like Aries is ruled by Mars and both are just so like it's like raw nerve it's like your raw gut reaction your desire to just be confident show up um stand up for yourself and it doesn't have to be like to the extremes but I think that's just like this time like spring like there's sun like let's get it let's get into it I know that I'm right I feel it um yeah and Truly, people are I starting to get vaxxed right now so everyone's like ready yeah. to get out the house like leave the park hangs and like actually go back into the clubs the functions the ah uh, yeah. uh, uh, like all that <laughs> I actually didn't think about the fact that we all started like lockdown during like end of Pisces season, Aries season. I wasn't devoted to astrology then. I wonder what that meant for us. I mean, I definitely cried a lot. <laughs> this first, like that, like last, like that Pisces Aries cuss, like I was very mad and sad for <laughs> a lot of that first, uh, first like three weeks basically that's like my general outward like just life mm -hmm. style mad and sad so yeah. it's difficult for me to differentiate to what degree um from time to time I was yeah. sentimental at the time but not sad in particular I I was raised by a Pisces my mother's a Pisces and so I went home like partially for her birthday thinking it was going to be a two-week affair and of course the office never opened again. Um, oh, yeah. So that was fun. But I was just like, oh, it was so nice. Like, this is a horrible pandemic, but at least I get to like go home and see my mom for a couple of weeks, which became a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you were like, I have to get out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, now you're back in New York, right? I am. I'm back. Well, in obviously, New York. you guys are in the same uh, place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm right. back for real. I'm not just like visiting or anything. No, that's I just good. uh signed a lease like five minutes before we got mm -hmm. on here so okay happening. making cool. real estate moves and the big apple that is really she I mean... she is the queen of real estate moves just knowledge <laughs> just her entire goal was like to win she was like I know New York's gonna play a game I'll play and I'm gonna win and I was like that's I was really crazy I, li and she I, did won. I did win so <laughs> well speaking of playing games I think it's time for our first segment so yeah, we're gonna pull segue. Oh, segue king. I've done this before. So uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna play go call the governor. Okay. So I'm going to present you both with three cultural scenarios from recent, recent and or ancient history. Oh. You're going to decide whether or not the governor needs to be called. There okay. are no wrong answers, but your choice <laughs> is binary. Does the governor need to be called or not? So, okay, okay let's which, play. Which governor? Do I know? So there is a, I should explain this up top. Governor is the queer form of governor as outlined by Britney Spears in her seminal 2013 single, <laughs> Work Bitch. Yes. Governors oh, are bad. Go call the governor. Got yep. it. Yeah. I'm back. We're bad. Governors yeah. are bad. Cuomo, Garcetti, they're bad. Okay. Governors oh. are benevolent kings okay. queens they them yes. rulers yes. like love it just love it tolerant. love it we're they have Britney the right. just doing the work like Absolutely. wow she has <laughs> she yeah. yeah she's truly setting like an excellent socialist framework for all of us <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely is and doing it flawlessly all right so our first scenario is this Azalea Banks is selling her sex tape as an NFT. Does the governor or governor need to be called or not? What is an NFT? Non-fungible token. It's basically a way of purchasing things that are online, like things that were previously unable to be like purchased or owned or bought, like videos. Uh -huh. The first tweet was sold as an NFT recently. <laughs> Literally! The governor needs to be called for that because I'm disgusted. No, I don't That's think, a crisis. I don't think my answer was going to be no, the governor doesn't need to be called unless Azalea Banks like tweets something about it. At which point, then we do probably need to call the governor because she's probably going to say something horrible. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that the governor needs to be called about 
the sex state being sold as an NFT. I That's think the governor needs to be called for the first tweet being sold as an NFT. It's too late for that. The governor missed that one. That's ridiculous. I'd call him again. <laughs> he needs to circle back on the on the circle tweet. back. No, That's I'm so glad Autumn was able to explain what an NFT was because I truly cannot in a million years. She's they a all- tech gay. <laughs> She's such a tech gay. I read she the like, morning, bro. She knows things. And I'm I'm just like a tech gay by association of like, by trade, really, by luck and trade. But like, she's in tech. Like, yeah. she, of course. <laughs> She's just, explaining equity to me. I'm like, when did you learn this? <laughs> I, I went to the same school as you. You Where did not go this? to the gay school of technology that I, I went to. I couldn't get in. I'm hating from outside the club. No, the, <laughs> the gay school of technology is the school of hard knocks for <laughs> yeah. the crypto space, the NFT space. Like, wow. I just, I, for, on an aesthetic level, I don't find them that appealing, though. Like, they just look, they're so grainy and pixelated they look like an animal crossing when you can like create your own pattern to like tiles and stuff to me great comparison yes that is what they look like but they're selling for like billions of ethereum or something i sound like an idiot when i say that but like i i don't know i just i don't really get it but it seems like it's here to stay well it's it's just like when you buy a physical object and you own it you can limit how it is received and who has access to it the first tweet there's a screenshot on, of it on google if i google first tweet <laughs> it'll be there i can see it what was it hello twitter by the like founder of twitter oh yeah that makes sense that's so well, stupid who wants that though someone bought it and i we, don't know who wanted it but we saw Great it too people. like it's a screenshot how do we how do we not have ownership of that? This is a exactly. much larger conversation it's that this podcast is We're not equipped to handle. You own that information. Memes are inherently anti-capitalist for this reason that yeah. we're discussing. And the, the second they put up a meme as an NFT, that's when I need the governor to be called. As long as sex tapes, fine. Whatever, that's fine. Get, I don't, get, get your, your money. Get your bag. Yeah. Absolutely. If it's a meme, then I'm going to call the governor. Yeah. Because memes are inherently anti-capitalist and meant to remain that way. Yeah. Well, Segway King strikes again. Speaking of memes, the second scenario is mm. the national obsession with Grumpy Cat. Does the governor need oh. to be called? Is that still happening? I yeah. think that cat died. Oh, but that indeed. cat was everywhere for a long time. Yeah, it was. I I don't think that the governor needs to be called because cat people need. Something, something. To over. like yeah. they, they just like they're not good. No. They they needed Grumpy Cat for whatever. Sam void. has a cat, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying they, and literally, I saw her like kissing her cat like twenty minutes. You have like <laughs> internalized cat phobia. <laughs> okay, but I'm not like that. Like I like my cat. Like we're cool, but I don't like. He's literally shitting on her bed right now. <laughs> he hears this. He's not, She's not like other cat way. owners. Like, I, I think I would be more of a cat gay if I weren't so allergic. Oh, oh you get over it. <laughs> Do I? I feel like mine's getting you... worse as I age. No, you just, you sniff it out, <clears throat> cough, you're good. You're wilding. <laughs> I'm going to develop, like, a Benadryl addiction by the time, like, my cat ownership oh, ends. Oh, yes. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's okay. Takes. Get you a little hypoallergenic. They're they're so cute, you know, and they're not a lot of effort, and they're so sassy, so sassy, definitely. They have such personalities. Like dogs are like, Ooh, but like cats <laughs> really like you know what's a, up with them. I like dogs and cats as a Gemini, but I do think that I like dogs a little more, um, still because of like the loyalty element and like the I want to see you every moment of the day love no i agree and there's never been a dog i think on the same level of grumpy cat that has achieved this sort yeah. of cultural ubiquity for being like no yeah, offense misshapen yeah but like like air bud that was pretty meme yeah, yeah but that that i feel like air bud had a similar cultural currency um mm. equivalent to grumpy cat if not greater Airbud, I, would, I, would know Airbud. I would disagree because what? i would definitely disagree because what grumpy cat is used grumpy cat is just the beginning like the meme that has come from that since then that's like 
you know, Grumpy Cat has become a phenomenon. You use Grumpy Cat to like talk about before you've had your coffee and like people use <laughs> office humor. Airbud was a kid's movie and like people will understand the reference, but they won't, t- they won't be able to tell you the plot of the Airbud movies. And it's yeah. in a movie, it's just a different kind of okay. thing than like the meme and what a meme is in like the oldest version of meme, which is a picture that you can put a, a million different captions on and use in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not call the governor on this. Okay, I agree. All right. I'm gonna well, snitch on you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final scenario is the, I guess, breaking news again. Demi Lovato saying the phrase alphabet mafia to refer to the LGBTQ plus community. As she should. <laughs> As she should. She, we are the only people paying her bills. That's so crazy. Well, she's also, as of like a month ago, an out and proud pansexual woman. And that's why she's like that. It's not even new that like, okay, as a lesbian, <laughs> as a lesbian who is very online, uh-huh. I watched the video where Jimmy Lovato invited Kalani on stage and then proceeded oh, wow. to grind on her wow. in yeah. a bed. Wow, I forgot. Right? Yeah. So this is not news to me. To That's me, true. Demi Lovato has been a queer icon to I, me for a while. I forgot about that. I also knew that. And I apologize to anyone offended by my statement about pan people. I no. also... <laughs> And pan and we're just a mess i don't know but she we're just, just said not... pan you were right that it was in the past week that she did like make this big okay. announcement okay that is new wow yeah because well, she's doing it's all promo that's the thing like she's promoing oh, yeah. her documentary and album uh, which I'll be is watching uh, it i can't like it, people's can? queerness is like a promotional thing now. i say use it i say use it i'm all about that honestly yeah, yeah i would use your source of oppression to your benefit when it benefits you like if true. it if it gets too far because demi is still very much like a white or white passing person like then maybe we can have a conversation but like i don't think she's done anything out of line so far yeah no i would much rather her leverage her queerness for coin then leverage her addiction struggles on the way that she has yeah. which makes me a little uncomfortable that's valid that is very valid i think that i think that you know as that's her like personal journey like she's the person who ultimately has ownership over like how she wants to use it i think any glorification of it i can understand discomfort and from clips that i've seen i do think there has been like a little bit of a glorification of it in terms of like music videos and things like that but it's also like i'm very forgiving when it comes to art i'm very forgiving because there's just like a lot that you can do yeah and I think my only concern is, yeah, like her addiction being treated as a normal instance of addiction and not like a very visible woman with a lot of wealth and a lot of access to a lot of things mm-hmm. and like people kind of like associating uh, things with um, the process that aren't in the same reality as like a normal person's and just like mm. making assumptions of like this is why didn't you just do what Demi Lovato did or like whatever mm. um oh interesting I didn't think about that yeah I think that's a, a, a difficult thing about when you know someone's going through something that like should be discussed openly and like is you know something we all need to learn to empathize with but also associate it with like the most resourced version of it as like that's normal no, I, I agree with all that. I I think it just feels so soon for her to be doing all this again. Like, I, I guess that overdose was mm-hmm. three years ago at this point, but she's been talking a lot about how she still drinks and smokes weed, which I think is a little, like, irresponsible, maybe? Yeah, I, I do think that that's irresponsible when you consider, like, access that most people with addictions have in this country and i'll have to like fact check myself on this but to my knowledge like it's alcoholics anonymous and narcotics anonymous yeah and those groups are though they you know they're not gonna kick you out if you relapse but those groups are pretty fundamentally like you need to be sober like in every sense of the word like that's the alternative and so to kind of for her to kind of buck that as a person in a position of power um and flaunt 
that she does drink and smoke is potentially quite problematic. She also talks about how she does it in a controlled environment. But I mean, most of us are not, you know, media millionaires who have access to bodyguards and people who can hold us accountable in person for all this. Like, it's just, I just worry that people are going to look at her and think, oh, that's an easily replicable way for me to live my life. One for yeah. 99% of people, I think it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think Demi has long been, I've seen examples of her in the past being very clueless as to like her position of privilege in the world and kind of, and it's a common celebrity short, shortcoming of just like not realizing the space that you operate in and just saying some bullshit that applies to you and absolutely not another living soul. Um, and thinking about like when she took the paid vacation to Israel and didn't realize that like there are people who didn't like that and have yeah. no idea of the like existence um, of like- I forgot about that. Yeah, there were, that, that was a really interesting time. So I think she had never spoken to a Palestinian person or like understood like some of the conflict there. And- I, I feel like this is like one of those situations where like if enough hell was raised on Twitter about it, she'd be like, okay, I guess other people can't drink and smoke, but I'm going to do it. You know, I would like her to acknowledge like I'm a privileged person that can do this. Yeah. But until I think people raise hell or unless they do, I don't think she will say anything. Instead, she's just acknowledging the alphabet mafia, the phrasing of which <laughs> <laughs> really tickled me. That's sexy name though. I like that. I'm a fan. Alphabet I just, mafia? I don't want, ooh, you know, I don't want like the Hell's Kitchen gays to take that. Damn it. If I, no, if you, I, can't, yeah, you can't have that. If you can't stop that. You can't, I know, I know next week I joined a gay kickball league here in the city yeah. for the spring and summer. And so I'm sure next week and they're going to be like, Alphabet Mafia. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, oh no. I just but think it's I, so I, funny because it reminds me of saying like, I don't care if you're X, Y, or Z, like stuff yeah. like that. Like it's very like, <laughs> old cousin of, I don't care if you're pink purple or green yeah yeah Ugh. I don't care what you have in your pants I just care what you have in your heart oh. and you know it's the sentiment is right it's just the phrasing is so slogany to me that like Very I just slogan-y. can't really get into it myself yeah but love I, and light I to do. those who do <laughs> yeah no shout out to those people I've heard alphabet community used before, but I think Demi That's is the so first funny. to throw mafia in there. People that use it hard. I like yeah. that. But alphabet community used right can be very hilarious because I always forget <laughs> what it means for a second. I'm like, alphabet community. And then I'm like, oh, me. Oh. Hilarious. I like to think of it as like a counseling center for all the letters. And they're like, <laughs> we're being so overused. Like, I got you, L. Z's like, fuck all y'all. Like, I'm good. And they're like, shut up. No one yeah. likes you. Like, yeah. That's and nice they're like to trying me. to get their slot on Sesame Street. Yeah. Their agents are fighting. Yeah. Someone. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we are back with Autumn and Sam. Um, what are y'all bringing to the ER today for your cultural emergency? Okay. So I have been thinking about this a lot and I just think that it is offensive personally to me and my homegirls that we don't have a variety of phones anymore to like just personalize and make our own and really make a statement of like this is what I can afford these are the colors that I like on top of what I can afford rhinestones yes please more what where did that go the most that we really have is like phone covers for your android or your iphone and this is likely coming from a a place of privilege, but like, just, I think that there's just such a big majority of like, um, smartphone users with touch screens. And I, I miss the flavor that we had in the early two thousands. Yeah. There's absolutely no flavor right now. No flavor. It's like, what, what iPhone is your, Right now we're looking at, <laughs> speaking of models, just to bring some specific models. So I was the owner of a Pantex C300 phone, which I'm seeing is the name of it, which was advertised by Singular as the world's smallest flip phone. Um, in the commercial, I think they put it, you know, in someone's hand 
and at some point like into like a sock or mitten and next to an egg which is about the same size as um and this was a phone that was really cool like to pull out of my pocket it was really small obviously really easy to carry around um I saw people at some point like put little key it had a little antenna a little short stumpy (laughs) antenna I saw people put like little charms on their antenna. Oh my God, that's so cute. You know, and we're looking at a picture of somebody having like a leather, like cloth case (laughs) on their singular phone with like the perfect little cutouts around the flash, the Mm -hmm. outside screen, the camera, uh, the microphone. It's incredible. That leather cover is very dad culture to me because my dad had the chunkiest (laughs) leather case on his already very chunky Nokia. Yep, that sounds right. And I love the way that you describe that because I think for me, there's like the personalization of the phones and what it says about you, but also kind of the way the advertising had this big impression on us at that point. And I think everyone, it wasn't just like, oh, we're, we're young, we're impressionable, which we are, were at that time. But um, one of the biggest phones that was my inspiration for bringing this as a cultural emergencies was the Verizon chocolate an iconic phone an iconic phone and it it was paired with I don't actually remember the ad itself but I remember that my moon my man by Feist was the background song in the um, commercial and that pairing it was like there was a lot of like black and white and red like lasers going on like with the boom 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 like it just hit for me and I was like that is the phone that is the phone and I think this was like middle school era so like peak self-comparison going on like I had a little flip phone I wasn't grateful for my flip phone because other people had chocolates and I just needed it me too I felt so homogenized even from an early age in the flip phone era Mm -hmm. by having a Motorola razor which seemed like every every other person had one and I wanted a chocolate so badly especially the mint chocolate that was in that like pale kind of greeny blue oh I do remember that I do remember that no I I remember my mom having a razor and that was a big deal for me but I couldn't have one she was like girl you were getting the free phone that Sprint like just (laughs) needed to get away and I, I didn't say shit because I was so happy to have a phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a phone until I moved to Pennsylvania and I like was walking to school. So there was like a need for me to be able to reach, reach her. If right. was going when did you guys get phones? When I was 11, I got it because I was walking to school for the first time. And I think I was such a a small frail child that my parents were worried that I would get snatched by a prowler of some sort Mm -hmm. on the way to school. So having a Motorola Razor, the thinnest phone on the market would uh, help me prevent that. Valid. That's a, no, that's a valid thought. I think I was, I was in middle school. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade and we were going on a band trip and my mom my first phone and the phone that I had for a while was a Walmart track phone Yeah, where you actually buy the minutes up front and each text message is 0.3 of a minute. And so you have to be really cautious. Like there couldn't be any LOL texts (laughs) because each text is 0.3 of a minute. You had to be very particular about how, how you got information across in those text messages. (laughs) Um, So that was serious. I didn't remember those until you brought them up, but like, I definitely had one (laughs) and I was stressed. I don't even think I got texts. My mom's like, you can't handle this. It was like, just calls. I wasn't supposed to, she was like, don't text in here. I was like, okay. I wasn't able to text on my razor until I think I was 13 or 14. And that by then all my friends were like, we've been texting without you. We don't need you to text us anymore. (laughs) Like, right. Like, Fake friends. The way fake friends. It's not even fake friends. Fake mom. That's so <laughs> fake. I don't no. blame them. I get it. No, I, it I think it made me a better person. Oh, <laughs> it's adversity it from a young age. I think it made me a better person. Yeah, no, I, I think I that, that, you know, some amount of struggle is helpful yes. in that, you know, personality development yeah. type things. If you don't have expensive things, you have to be funny. You and here we funny. all are, you Literally. know? 
So here we are. That worked out. That um, worked out well. No, the motor, the Motorola Razor. That's one of the phones that I sent Drew on my mood board because, like, it just that was Paris's era. The mm. pink Motorola Razor. It just it was so sleek. Uh, it was yeah. it was everything that was truly that like I think that was the beginning of my era of like truly wanting things from ads and being like but why can't I have this like explain mm. to me and she was like um you're 10 and I was like, but that's that's invalid it's Better so funny it. to think that we were trying to live our lives like Paris Hilton at that age <laughs> <laughs> who I mean mind you like mere months after this razor photo that you put on your mood board was taken went to jail for some sort of drug related arrest like she was never a teacher a leader a role model a scholar no a none mentor. of those things but no. i love her she's a problematic fave of mine i did not have a paris hilton phase myself personally i, I did. didn't know anything about her i did we were not MTV as well as any other interesting channel was under parental lock in my house. Oh, Duh, yeah. but I hacked that shit. I did not hack that shit. I was also a goody two shoes, so I listened and just didn't engage in those things except when I was like at a sleepover. Mm -hmm. That's when I got my little wow. just a taste of PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. No, I was an only child and like child of a broke single mom. So I was always by myself. And so I would have to hack things. We only had cable. And so I remember like literally like create engineering channels. And I was like, boop, boop. Okay, if I put these wires together. <laughs> so I, wow, hacker from, man. I from see an you. early age, I was like, I'm going to get my shit and I when I got MTV playing I it was the rumors video by Lindsay Lohan so I was oh. I was hooked husky voice pop queen she invented being a contralto me. before Dua Lipa even came stateside yeah Dua Peep could never never <laughs> Lindsay Lohan could do levitating but Dua Lipa absolutely couldn't do rumors it's too low in her range no. for her obviously no, she couldn't she simply could not. Lindsay was the blueprint. She could Still, have been the teenage drama queen either. Uh-uh. She definitely no. could have done that. Uh-uh. No, I saw that Duo was pivoting into acting the other day by her own admission. And I was like, oh, no. Don't do that. Like, we don't need more actors. We don't. No, we don't. She's already done the hard part. Like, why to go back? But like, Selena Gomez, without a voice, actually tried to pivot and successfully did it. But she did it the hard way. If you're already a singer going back into acting that's the gateway you yeah, know I don't I agree I don't know she's so hot I would love to see her face moving more I, I don't think it moves any more than you've seen it move on that's my fear too I don't I want think she'll be good at it I think that her expression she doesn't have to be good is not a big one respectfully I enjoy seeing her thighs do things okay then admit that <laughs> But admit that. I yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want it on face at first. I want face. I want all of it. She okay. got face. She got body. Yeah, but the face doesn't do the expressions that acting requires. You don't know that. I, okay. I mean, my official stance is that she should just make another music video. And exactly. I do have to offer did the disclaimer that I do work for Dua Lipa's record label. This is the second Ooh. episode in a row that I've had to say this as a disclaimer. I am on the payroll of Lipa S Corp. The contract states it. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> must say it. And uh, I do, my opinions do not reflect those of my employer, Dua Lipa, but um, <laughs> I support her, but also like, I don't know. I would love like an actual live action video for like hallucinate or cool, yeah. like not none of this animated. That would be fun. That would be fun. It's like, you know, Beyonce's not an actress, but did she do like two visual albums where she like kind of displays some of the acting mm -hmm. prowess? I mean, obsessed. Oh, yeah. The movie Obsessed aside and uh, Austin Powers aside, like, you know, she... Kind of like records. Is that a movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen oh, that. Oh, and there... Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. What's the Temptations one? There's, there's the one where she's the gospel singer with Cuba Gooding Jr. As yeah, well. wait, I that love that one. Wait, Jr. is that one so not cute. Cadillac Records? I'm sorry. No, it's separate. Oh, I don't wow. know Cadillac Records. Cadillac yeah. Records, she's yeah. like, she plays some someone famous. She plays Edna like, James. Yeah. She sang oh, at last right. in that movie and then yeah. the Obamas danced to it at the first inauguration. Yeah. That was a moment. That was a moment. Very impactful. 
Very mm-hmm. much so. Her legacy. I wonder what kind of phone Beyonce would have had. Like, wow. Let's think. What she? I remember her car. I remember seeing her drive her car that she was so excited about when she was in Destiny's Child. It was her first car that she bought for herself. Um, and I think based on that, we'll be able to guess the phone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing some strategic googling at this moment. She's hacking the mainframe. Hacking exactly. the mainframe. I'm just thinking about that car, and you just know that Matthew's name was on the lease or whatever. <laughs> Like that was not her own car in those early years. She claimed, and of course, in an interview when she still had her country accent, she was claiming like, "I bought this car with my own money. I bought this car by myself. Nobody bought this car for me, and I can't even drive it." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a license. She was too busy running laps around the track in heels and singing wow. at the same time. So crazy. That's the. What do you think about this, Drew? We were recently asking ourselves the question while I pull up this information of do we think that like somebody like the Jackson children slash Beyonce do we think that the traumatic parenting forcing them towards stardom actually created the stars that we knew them to be or do we think that like more loving parenting like would actually have made them go even further and like nurtured them in a different way and they still would have you know developed to be the talents that they were I think the former, like we've seen time and time again, how stage parenting sort of creates these uber legends, like in, in all fields, like you see the pop stars we have now with loving parents, like Dua Lipa, for example, she's like always posting Mm -hmm. her hot dad, like on her feed. And like, I think she's a talent, obviously, like maybe even an icon in the making, but like, she's obviously not at the same level of international implications let's say that like, right Beyonce <laughs> or Michael that. Jackson beautifully phrased yeah <laughs> I cannot find Beyonce's first car she's I keep so beautiful or things about her and Jay-Z's car collection Blue Ivy's Ew. first car which Ew. Is, uh, <laughs> uh which that's that's here is it an uh, actual car or is it one of those no. like rough rider or whatever they're called the... one of the rough riders in yeah. the form of pink Cadillac uh I love that. Pink Cadillac. That's like very Danity Kane of Blue Ivy. Wow. She's telling you, you know, to loosen up your buttons, babe. (laughs) When are you doing the Danity Kane episode? I Please let me know. I'm ready. I would absolutely love to. Like, I think about the song Showstopper every day of my life, specifically (gasps) the lyrics hydraulics make our heads go blah like yeah we go hair blowing in the breeze yeah we super stars we in the car we ride slow we doing things that the girls don't do the boys stare with my back on my girls in the rainbow cadillac yeah yeah when i lived in georgia like i would see rainbow cadillacs like oh yeah they would be fully decorated as Skittles. And I was like, wow, I'm almost getting inside. No, there's, there's like- a great new young baby Tate song called Rainbow Cadillac that is like, wow. it's sample it showstopper and is phenomenal. And she's wow. phenomenal in general. She um, is very phenomenal. She is. We really stand young baby Tate yes. in this house. She's Stream a friend young friend. baby Tate. Um, yeah. Well, she she does stuff with Brie Runway too. And I know we're all big Brie heads. Oh, yes. In this I am chat. beyond a Brie head. Free yeah. runway if you're listening to this. I'm free on Thursday. We literally adore you. Date me after you date her. There's Send- gonna be no after if I do this right. Wow. But <laughs> uh, that if you're not confident, I got you, Brie. And I would love it if Brie let me be the white boy in one of her music videos because there's always one. And I, I would love it, it I if so I were. Shook. So Autumn sent uh the hot hot music video to our group chat and I was upset. I was like, why what is this white man doing? And they murdered him. They straight <laughs> up so killed him shocked. in the car wash. And then she took his car. She's she wild. cleaned out his like exploded body and just drove off. Changed the license plate. Runway, baby. Wow. She did what the fuck she had to do. I mean, I understand it. I- and even she's like in on the Y2K phone trend too, because she dropped that Princess Nokia song and video last year. Oh, or no, little Nokia, little Nokia. I'm sorry, Princess Nokia is okay. like someone we cannot talk about on this okay, podcast. Thank God. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. wait. So we have to talk about it. No, 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 no. Wait. So how how did you come to be of your opinion on Princess Nokia? That genius video where she's talking about her like petite <laughs> body. 
Yeah. Okay. I just that was the right that answer. answer. That was the right answer. I just showed that to Sam, and I've been using it, referencing it to her. No, but I knew about it. Oh, you did I know about it. it from my brain. So oh, I was okay. like, "This is so strange." It's I sort of like her music. Really like, what's going on here? But it- since Autumn's been here, she keeps quoting that in the lyrics to Two On." So both have just been like in my brain and like, yo, what is up with her? That is so crazy. I sort of don't get her because I just, I really only know one song of hers and it's like with Ash Nico, that like white TikTok rapper, which is, you know, very sad on my part. But like, I just I, feel like I she- like Ash Nico. I'm not I don't know lie. Ash Nico. Ash Nico also has a really good song with Young Baby Tate and Ash yeah. Nico's song Daisy, like her big song is objectively a good song. It's good. Okay. It's good. Oh, Daisy? And she, yeah. Oh, I love, I love Daisy. Yeah, that's just good. I, I like the Princess Nokia song that Ash Nico is on. Like it's from the most yeah. recent mixtape or whatever, but okay. I don't know. I mean, it's all very like, it's Y2K to- it's a little overly referential, like in a way that it's almost like making fun of it. Like I actually kind of almost straight up prefer the genuine Y2K homages. Yeah. Or just like bring in the legends, like put Paris in your music video, like put Audrina Patridge, put New York. Yeah, that's actually such a good, yeah, like these people aren't dead. (laughs) No. Like they're fully just, and that's, but I think that strikes a little too close to home because people want to feel nostalgic, not remember actually that these aren't good people. Like it was, you know, like, I think they want to like put it in a bubble and like rewrite how it was. Yeah. Because I feel like. For me, it's like, oh, I wasn't allowed to do all these things that I was obsessed with, but like now I like mm. I'm a real adult and I have money and I can do this. You I wonder I mean? how many of people, how many like celebrities who are in our age group feel that way? Because as also like anybody with either like strict parents or just poor or like me both. Uh, <laughs> Period. <laughs> you didn't get you had that element. So that is what would draw me to like if I were to create a music video or something of that yeah. nature. Oh, I want to like bring back the aesthetics that like I couldn't participate yeah. in, but now I can. Right. I, I wonder how often that's like what, you know, folks in our age range right now i mean that's thinking. that's why i demanded we do this episode well i guess i pay for <laughs> a studded razor take so my does money that, are we idolizing our phones in the same way we're idolizing paris hilton though like i don't mm. have i loved my razor in that it looked cool and i love that y2k aesthetic but like in terms of form and function it never really served me well beyond calling my mom to pick me up for a ride sometimes or playing like snake mm-hmm. or something but that was the purpose i guess it, we couldn't have known like now we know what all that a phone can do like your phone is now it's your calculator it's how you text it's how you tweet it's how you create memes it's how you do so many different things yeah. but i guess before knowing that like i guess the purpose of it at that point in our lives we were like okay well i need to call my friends and talk to them and text my friends and talk to my parents when i need a ride and i did that I feel like I could definitely see the like hipsters of whatever this era are going to be of kind of like, I'm so rich that I don't want technology. And I could see those phones kind of coming back as like a, oh, of course you do all those apps and whatever. Like I have a computer that like still gets me my technological whatever. But when I'm on my phone, I really just want to be present. I really could see that coming back like in the next two years well recently apple just started selling those big chunky brick ipods again from like uh, 15 really? years ago i'm disgusted that's with so the annoying. wheel literally but i think it's for that apple. reason it's like the new like record player is the brick oh, ipod that's really annoying like i like it more i don't know i was like i like it more organic but like it's okay if Nokia does it but not Apple (laughs) (laughs) no I agree like I I think Apple's big mistake beyond just making all their phones look like glass calculators was doing away with the ringtone yeah definitely that's big that was that's the most important element of personalization I would wait I waited on the radio until Soldier Boys kissed me through the phone came (laughs) on 
and Six, waited for the triple nine, nine eight two one two. Baby, you know that I miss you. I wanna get with you right now, but I got my baby girl, and that's an issue. You know I miss you. I just wanna kiss you, but I can't right now. So baby, kiss me through the phone. I I needed that. Yeah. That yeah. Once I had that recorded on my phone, I was like, nobody can tell me shit. I don't care who calls me or for what reason, but nobody can tell me anything because I have this and it meant a lot to me. So I personally disagree. I felt like the greatest way that you could personalize your flip phone was like through the physical imagery that you adorn on said Mm -hmm. phone. So like I... If I were to get a flip phone now, I'd really want to rhinestone it. Like, I'd really yeah. want... The rhinestoning in particular was a really cool way of, like, changing the aesthetic. Of yeah, it. I know. That was super important to me. I wanted to my rhinestone my phone so badly as a little gay kid. Like, mm-hmm. and just... I mean, I queered it by putting a... Uh, remember that, like, sort of mod art monkey named Julius? No. No. Hold on, let me send a photo to Sam in the chat. But I had like a sticker um, of him that I put on the back of my phone. And it got like, you know, the dirty secret of putting like stickers on your laptop and like all this stuff is that they look so gross. Yeah. With anywhere. <laughs> they collect all yeah. the dirt. Yeah. They're and really by nasty. the time that I finally got rid of the razor and got an iPhone when I was like 15, that sticker looked oh. tough. We see. That looks like the sock monkeys. Yeah, I think you could sell, they did sell like the monkey knit toys, but this is like, I think it's like Paul Frank or something. Yeah. I'm afraid to find out more about this. I know. (laughs) Right? So Sam's roommate and our friend and Sam's co-host on her astrology podcast, Taylor, she has a sock monkey of this exact design on her bed and it kind of scares us both um yeah we don't want to know the background (laughs) no i like i sock monkeys in general have like a very twisted sort of energy to me in general like if i want if i have a stuffed animal i want it to be like plush and furry you know like i want like a beanie baby hey how is your stuffed animal the the uh the groundhog Oh, the the prairie dog. The prairie <laughs> um, dog. They're great. They're currently resting on top of my Telfar. They are in their bag, Love I guess. <laughs> so to speak. So to speak, even though it is it is my bag that I did pay for and wait four months for thanks to the Telfar protection program or whatever it's called. I like um, that tweet. I asked you for pictures and you never tweeted any well i've been trying to find like an organic way to like you know show off the bag the pocket there isn't. that's i not know the point. there's no like i just haven't been to like a function in a while and <laughs> it's been a minute since it's the last been a minute time. like i don't want to just like take a picture outside right aid with the telephar like this does not Why seem not? well that's not what telephar clemens would want i think you don't know that <laughs> no no you're right i mean you're here <laughs> in new york city should you want to visit wow yeah we are <laughs> we can get some you we can get some good like yeah skitty si- skitty city skyline skitty. Skitty. yeah i'm mean, like dirty we're gonna like meet up in dime square and just like walk around whatever that park is and uh pose by we'll the get tree you, and we'll get you photos uh, it won't no, look I organic won't but it'll look good <laughs> well, well do we have any final thoughts on phone culture or we didn't even talk about the blackberry oh my god and and the boost mobile no the t-mobile sidekick that was another oh, the sidekick uh, really important phone to me i might have had this Wait. really the sidekick is the one that the rachel bilson photo you said yeah was? like the, yeah oh yeah the the swipe up i never had one yeah. of those phones where you like swiped up to get I to the keyboard one. or whatever uh, yeah i had one of i think the in my head, the sidekick really like brought forward um, the QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y keyboards um, and then made those more popular. And the other brands were like, oh shit, they like this. We got to do this. So I yeah. finally got one, maybe like ninth or 10th grade. And I felt like a bad bitch. I felt like a baddie. I really wanted a phone like that because texting on the Razor was I mean, I wasn't even allowed to until I was like 13 or 14, like, <laughs> but it was a fool's errand. Cause like 
you know, like tap, tap, tapping just to like get to the third yeah. letter on the yeah. pad was so annoying and made me just not want to text in general. Mm-hmm. I was a mm-hmm. T9 expert, honestly. Oh, oh, calc- yeah. I was pretty good with the T9. I had a phone looking at the sidekick. I once had a like off brand phone when after the sidekick was no longer relevant. I had an off brand phone that swiped down to like a regular one through nine and zero number pad Mm -hmm. and it could also then swipe it over sideways (laughs) to the keyboard so it had so much phone it was i mean it was thick that this was a thick phone like thick with two c's (laughs) um it was it was an affair and it was after i do looking at the sidekick now i can't remember like yearning for a sidekick Mm -hmm. But by the time I had the phone I'm referring to, it, that yearning had long gone. Yeah. So. yeah. And they, it was, like, not good design because the sliding eventually, like, Oh, it always wears. Oh, it got it then, jammed up and got gummy, like, no ooh, good. Yeah. So I, it, on one hand, no. I was going to give Apple so much credit. No, I won't, I won't do that. Fuck you, Apple. Fix yourselves because there's no reason for these goddamn phones to be breaking the way that they do. No. I, do I, better. I, I think the biggest thing that Apple, I guess we can diagnose the, how to treat this problem, um, this emergency. I think the best way to do it is like, at least just afford a little bit more personalization and variety of the products, like beyond phone cases. Wait, it's 1111. Make a wish. Make a wish. Wish made. Beautiful. It's it's eight eleven here. I'm on the I'm in LA, so I I have to Sorry. stay up wishing. Time is an illusion, though. Wish if you'd like. What does Bob say? I could really use a wish Stop. right now. Stop. Yep. He also Haley says that. Williams said that. Let's oh yeah. Let's Sorry. Bob said the Earth is flat. <laughs> he <laughs> said like strange clouds or whatever. Ugh, I love Bob. Uh, musically, not bad. That was no, like, not bad was, at all. That was a vibe. Very eclectic. It wasn't, it wasn't good, but like for the age we were at, that it was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was kind of like the only one of those like blog rapper, frat rapper types, like you know, with like the hoodie Allens and like mm-hmm. the Sammy Adams. I forgot about hoodie Allens. Yeah. The, what was that? I don't remember. There was that other band. It was like Ashley two of them. Rock. Yeah, well, Asher Roth, but then there was like a duo, and now I don't remember what they were called, but they like sampled Pursuit, or no, they sampled Kids by MGMT, and that was their big hit, but I don't remember what that was. That group yeah, was none of this, none of this is ringing bells for me personally. No, but that, and that was also like right around the time when like flip phones transitioned in, into iPhones, and we just like never wow. looked back, that like wow. 2011, 2012, if not earlier. So I wonder why we never looked back. Like, was it Mark? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm showing her that it's the Pantech Matrix was the phone oh that I had. God. It wasn't green though. Mine wasn't green. It was maroon. Much That's worse. The Hold on, I'm looking problem. this up. Pantech is- Matrix. That is so much phone. Oh my God. Yep. This is like four inches thick. <laughs> it was. It felt like more than that. In my tiny... And mind you, when they make girls' clothing, they do not, sometimes, if they even add the pockets, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Other times, the pockets will be about just an inch and a half in length and depth. So this phone, <laughs> it was an easy one to kind of lose track of. I'm screaming. That yeah. is a Swiss army knife. Wow. Of technology. Absolutely. Absolutely it was. Your phone should not be making a perpendicular angle like but this phone so is. <laughs> what so like now being on the side of like oh we have jobs we do things we know that like a team kind of like figures out how a product happens what the fuck was going on with that team what were they thinking with that phone (laughs) what were the decisions the emails the urgent emails sent back and forth i need to understand i mean order this phone at electronicsforce.com so we can do some of our own testing shouldn't (laughs) decide it's just tail as old as time like sometimes more is less you know yeah sometimes more is less absolutely i agree with that sometimes less is also less like i mean i don't know i'm ready for a phone that 
is pink or and can flip up and definitely at the very least has a ringtone because I do miss uh yeah I think the like one two step phone. is my ringtone what have you guys seen the folding screen phone that came out in the last like two years or so no I have not. there's this folding screen phone oh my god wow oh I'm seeing it now you can buy it for zero dollars on Best, at Best Buy <laughs> Apparently it's incredible. I People who have, have played with it say it's really cool just to see a screen become continuous from a folded state. Oh wow! It looks like um a compact, <laughs> like a mirror, or like a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. But oh I feel gosh. like we we got into this point with phones where it's like <laughs> it can do this. <laughs> that's fine i guess but like does it need to do this and i feel like people are so willing to pay for potential and hypothetical and then also demonstrate like oh i got it first and quickly that it's almost like but you got this thing bad it doesn't it's not good no like you didn't win so that's my initial read on our phone future and i i just miss these flip phones because they do exactly what I feel like a phone is expected to do, which is make calls and send texts and everything else is super extra. And we have like all these awesome devices that do all of the other things too. So I'm kind of ready to just like buy a Motorola Razor, put some rhinestones on it and be my, nourish my inner child. That's my inner child. But when you need to find the train to get you home, it won't help you. So I mean, one thing to think about. This I, I never get lost. <laughs> She's lying. Bad bitches don't get lost. They don't. It's cold. It's cold. Oh, let's, uh, let's move on to our final segment. Um, yes. And that segment is called Tear the Community Apart. Ooh. So, I'm already ready. The yes. rules are very simple for this game. I've picked two songs, two pop classics, two queer staples to club anthems and you're gonna tell me which one is better oh no this is going to tear our community apart. no literally well for sure. and i have devised a very hard choice for y'all today oh, okay. i have picked two absolute <laughs> bona fide 10 out of 10 r&b pop crossovers both Oof. from one hit wonders in the year 2000 I'm not gonna say year. It was like 2004, 2005. Okay. Which is a better song? Okay. Me and you by Cassie, or One Thing by Amory. One, One thing. thing. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> Cassie is so fine. Don't get me wrong. Respectfully, can she res- sing? Respectfully, Cassie is so so fine. fine. But. Amory is so fine and can sing. And she can't really dance, but she tried. She moved around a lot in a way that I respect. But to be fair, it's hard to dance to that song. It is that beat does not really settle in one place for long. No, do, 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 do. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about one thing. Me and you is like her dancing in the music video for me and you is so funny. It's very me and like hip hop one and two senior year at Duke. Like I think my hot A minus. You and Spencer took hip hop dancing yeah. together. <laughs> did you know this? <laughs> no, I did not. Isn't that funny? We were the least flexible kids Duke- in class. <laughs> Why did y'all get grades for hip hop? Why is Duke like this? I took basketball skills as a class. <laughs> <laughs> it would not, would it shock you to know too that my hip hop dance teacher was a white 50 year old woman? My basketball skills teacher was a white 60-year-old man, so it doesn't surprise me a little. My yoga teacher was a white 60-ish-year-old man in the theater department, Mm -hmm. and uh, an (laughs) Indian woman of our year, like, was visiting the class from another, um, from another, like, rec class like I think it was like a water-based one there's something going on with the pool and so she introduces herself and he told he tried to tell her what her name meant in her language and she was like that's not true oh my god so that's that's Duke University yep that's the Duke difference our proud alma mater Woo! Oh. Oh. 
Anne Marie <laughs> went to Georgetown. That's like one of my favorite facts. Wow. About and the talent and the smarts the smarts Marie, and you don't the, have to do all that the so craftiness fun. that song oh. she self-released one thing to avoid it going to j-lo that's wow. right that's yeah. right <laughs> can you imagine what one thing would have sounded like with j-lo i forgot about that i remember so I have a 16 year old, 15 year old sister, and we often go down these rabbit holes on YouTube together. And one of the ones was like, why we hate JLo, like why JLo sucks. And it was just like all the music that she stole, et cetera. And I remember, I forgot about that footnote. Like Amri was like, you know what? I'm not letting JLo take this one and literally use my vocals in the song and pass them off as her own yep. and can't sing them in a concert. That's incredible. She really wow. did. I'm really proud of her for that. The way JLo, just stole from black women every Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Every the day. The block doesn't even know her. The, the block said, who are you? The block said, who is this? <laughs> that was so funny. You could tell how press she was about that old man just like not having any idea. Like she was. She's not Ruger, used to that. I'm looking at her birth chart. Then do we remember the J-Lo that she tried to create a challenge this summer of <laughs> yeah. walking down the beach and throwing all your items? <laughs> into the sand behind you. So there are multiple reasons that this didn't work. Least of which that this, she tried doing this in early January, actually, if memory serves. It's cold everywhere. Like I'm not taking yeah. my coat off to do this. Like, that was and wild. also love don't cost a thing to me is not, I'm a, I am a JLo head. Like I know she is toxic on like 15 different levels, but I do. You can't be a pop star and not. Right. No, I, I agree. Like, I think it's boring if you're not a diva. And like, I do think she is a triple threat, more or less. Even if like, oh. one of those, the singing part is Ashanti, like, I still think it counts as a triple threat. <laughs> I was like, that's not her voice. He said, yes, of course. She's second build, of well, course. Ashanti. <laughs> she like, doesn't do it as much anymore. <laughs> Though I Love Ya Poppy, which is one of my favorite J-Lo songs, was yeah. originally a Tanache song. That would have been what? such a fucking right? serious. Wait, so in how do you, what? what does that mean? Like, does it mean that, like, it's Tanache's song or it was supposed to be given to Tanache? Like, explain to me how, like, music travels. So Tanache wrote the song as a demo with co-writers. That song goes into this, like, database system for like like frontline like top tier for lack of a better word artists to like see and then that gets funneled in to whatever pop star like picks it up so like j-lo picked up i love you poppy wow and she autumn, did well with it it's a great song autumn found something wild tell them so here uh you know so i'm on the university of wikipedia site right now breaking news at the university of wikipedia and <laughs> what i found is not only did uh tanache write the song for her debut studio album aquarius but the original name of the song which as i, I did not put this in my introduction let me let everybody know that i am a negro i am both and uh, I am not, so yes. I, I will not be saying what is about to be said. Yes, so the original song was called I Love You Nigga, which is wild <laughs> to me that she literally was like, how can I make this acceptable? Uh, Poppy! Poppy. Yes. Got it, got yes. it. Like, J-Lo is no Poppy stranger to it. saying the N-word in a song. She did. She did. Yes, yeah, she did. with the yeah. I'm, I think it's the I'm Real remix I'm real. with Ja Rule. Yeah, wow. yeah. she did, she did. Yeah, this was also on the YouTube uh, sleuthing. That was in in her defense, it was Ashanti. <laughs> in her defense, it was yeah. Ashanti. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't point out that Cassie recently gave birth with her hot, hot, hot new boyfriend slash husband that she started dating after she left Diddy, who is a yeah. personal chef, and Ooh. I thought he was a personal trainer. That's or no, yeah, he's a personal trainer. He's a personal they, trainer. Both of them. So I, another episode, please let me be on as much as you will have me. A cultural emergency we need to talk about is pop stars getting personal trainer baby daddies. Yeah. It's the new backup dancer. Yeah, or bodyguard. Oh, um, yeah. 
I love that trend where like, I mean, JLo and Madonna both did it. Like they dated their backup dancers. I yeah. think Madonna Victoria, is dating a backup dancer right now, actually, as we speak. Victoria Monet recently had a Pisces baby with her personal trainer. That's Man. so hot. She's so yeah. hot. She's so She's hot. Super hot too. She I is so talented. They're a hot couple. Victoria yeah. Monet is really she's she's yeah. in my top ten right fine. now. Absolutely fine. Body, and the music's vocal, so good too. Bass, it is just yeah. Vibes. She's really doing it. Ugh. I'm like, you know, if Free Runway, if you're hearing this and you don't want to go on a date, let me know so I can shoot my shot at um, Victoria Monet. <laughs> New mother, Victoria Monet. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that's the best time, right? I've got the nurturing genes. She sure. really <laughs> Autumn is really, uh, she is top pick for a wife. I'm trying to wife Autumn. Yeah. Don't leave. I'm so mad that she signed her lease. <laughs> I want to live with Autumn forever. I'll be ten minutes away, baby. Well, okay, I wish we could do this pod forever. I mean, I've had the absolute best time talking to you guys today. I'm like truly crying, laughing, like at this most recent discussion but t- can you tell us where people can find you on the social media platforms so my twitter handle is at worth 1000 the number one zero 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 nerds in erds um and my twitter handle is not like other sams that's not with no o and t like other sams Amazing. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at FKA Pigs with a Z um, on Instagram at Drew Haskins with a Z's and uh, subscribe to culturepig.substack.com for free for uh, written content and cultural commentary. Thanks, everyone. And uh, have a nice night. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. Bye.